Hello everybody, welcome to episode 8 of the World of Brick Films podcast. I'm your host, William of AW Studios. Joining me today is uh, my good friend and co-host, Sean Willis of City Penta. Hello. And uh, as a special guest is uh, the winner of Brawl 2018, uh, oh Ben my. Young of Sonjua. How are you doing? I-, I think I'm doing pretty good post-Brawl. It was a decent surprise to to come out like that so i'd say i'm feeling good you know you know got, got some water in me feeling feeling hydrated and stuff you know i'd say doing swell <laughs> how is it um how's life without uh without a body oh i'd say it's been pretty nice so far really like you, you drop like what 120 pounds just like that it's like and you just freaking i mean Food just goes right through you, honestly. It just, just slides right out of you. But, you know, frankly, I'd say it's the best decision I've ever made. And if you, if anyone else wants to, ch- like, partake in this life-changing procedure, just, just come, come down to my place, dude. I, I, I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I love the idea of someone who, who hasn't actually seen your film clicking on this video and having no idea what you're talking about. Yo, yo, like, <laughs> like this guy right here, he can chop your head right off. Or, I mean, chop your body off, really, if we're being technical about it. Yeah, I'm sure they would be very, very interested in, in uh, researching this procedure, you know. It's a medical miracle, medical miracle. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, congratulations. Uh, it's a, such a Thank fantastic you, man. film. Yeah. Thank you, That means yeah, a lot, dude. I think, um, yeah, I like... Because I, I was when I was watching the the bro entries like you know the first time I, I watched that one and I oh I, I laughed I literally laughed out loud it was just oh, absolutely dude. hilarious <laughs> that's crazy man that's crazy <laughs> oh dude it was it was like um I, just the the quick little story but uh I guess just to go off of that but it's like um, right after brawl ended i literally had to jump on a plane to fly like across the country and i think some people have heard me tell this like already but i guess just for the podcast audience and so i didn't end up getting the video uploaded until an hour after the contest ended because i was on a plane with no wi-fi and stuff like that and so it was i think like lucas and maybe um I think it was chris yeah who were just in a call and they they wanted to watch it like just for the first time and I hopped in there too, and as I'm just running through Dayton, not Dayton, Denver Airport, I'm just hearing into my headphones people just laughing and laughing. And I'm like, really? Are you like <laughs> seriously? <laughs> like what? Like, this is my movie? I don't, I don't believe that. Like, yeah. So it's just it's 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 nice when you spend all that time on that, and then people just have such a strong reaction to it, you know. But I still don't believe it myself. So yeah. oh well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love the film as well. I was really hoping it would win. Oh, thank you, man. Glad you, <laughs> glad I got some allies pulling for me in the polls. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's kind of funny because it's like um, it must it must feel like. Do you ever have like that kind of worries? You're, you're making something that's like a comedy, and you and do you ever worry that people aren't going to find it funny? You know, <laughs> every single <Yeah>. time, <laughs> every <laughs> time. It's especially with these ones. It was with this film. It was with my film last year. I think the year before that, where it's like the last like editing session, just pu- pulling stuff together, especially before I pull in any music or sound effects, just plopping them in there. I'm like, there's no jokes in this. There's no <laughs> jokes. It's like, what, what does anyone have like to watch here? It's just thing, 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 thing happen. You know, there's no funnies. Like, where's it at? 
So yeah, it's excruciating kind of to do comedy in brick filming because mm-hmm. you you have to spend so much time with the material. You know, you have to yeah. time it all to the the animation, mm-hmm. and then you have to mm-hmm. edit it all later. And then by the time you're watching it back, when you have it all edited together, you think yeah. this isn't funny at all. You know, yeah. you've seen it like a hundred times. Yeah, you've seen it more times than like any, even like your most like rabid possible viewers could have possibly watched it. At which point they would probably just know all the jokes anyway, so they probably wouldn't be laughing anymore either. So it's like it's a very skewed, like, in a perspective to have, but it's like basically unavoidable. Like yeah. I almost fi- feel like I, I almost want to say like if you are laughing that much when you've been watching it that long, you've either got something really, really like all time special going on, or like you might be a little strange. But uh, <laughs> who am I to judge? <laughs> yeah so i feel like uh you don't have that struggle in other genres Mm-hmm. well what is it i i yeah because the one time the one time that i really really did like an earnest attempt at like a dramatic i guess i'll just keep it at the brick film specifically it was my brawl entry from a couple of years ago like i i don't know I, I think it's skewed just because, like, that was my one time doing drama, but that definitely sort of felt like, to me, um, it, you go from going like, oh, yeah, I think this might actually be pretty good. This is like, you know, it was just really tense and stuff to just, like, as soon as you're done and then you watch the final product, I was just like, oh, God, this this feels like it's supposed to be a comedy because it has, like, my voice in it. And then, like, <laughs> also sort of some of my janky, like just tendencies with animation so it did like I, it felt like at least to me it read like a comedy and i feel like that's how that went over because i don't think that that one did not get received very well whatsoever so it i feel like it, it has a possibility to crop up in other genres at least in my case but i don't know i don't know i think in a way that um the biggest like worry when it comes to doing something that's like like really like overly dramatic or something is the way mm. that it may come across as unintentionally funny unintentionally funny yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. seriously it's, it's you don't want to get into that territory no yeah. no no i mean i guess if you if it makes it popular and gets you gets a lot of money some people that's fine for them i guess but <laughs> i'd like to be semi-respected <laughs> at least a little bit but that's like want- the I think that's like kind of like a I was big boy and I was doing my voice entry. There were mm-hmm. certain like aspects of the film that I feel like are almost comedic. Um, mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a shot where um, like there's a there's the chef and the and the restaurant owner are like looking out the window, um, watching mm-hmm. the man in the in the restaurant. And I was worried that that came across as almost too funny <laughs> because mm-hmm. the face in the window did look a bit funny. <laughs> yeah, it was a little it was a little bit of a goof, you know. Yeah. But hey, overall. <laughs> It's hard to avoid a, a face just peeking out a window and Lego being funny. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because like, mo- like it's. I always found it. It's very hard to like find like a truly like serious like stone cold face. Because even the ones that are supposed to be like serious, they're always going like, mm! like so they're not like. <laughs> it's the, they're not just looking like a person would be out the window longingly into the void. They're just going like, Bleh! so. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky business, so you did what you could. Funny, actually, because like when you think of like, the early, like the old, like brickfilms.com era faces, there were a lot of neutral faces that were actually really useful. Whereas now, yeah. most of the serious ones look like they're just like annoyed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, those early Star Wars faces are truly neutral. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, those are great. Like I think it's like I want to say it's Luke or maybe it's 
Anakin. I want to say it's Luke, but Luke's got a great just like yeah. He's yeah. just looking at you. I want to say I have one super of those. Popular. Mm-hmm, that's kind. Of, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really happy to say that I've actually got a Luke figure that's like the original because dude, I um, love those. It's because I was actually it's actually a we uh, like a we like uh, we release because um I got oh. one of those books that was like Lego Star Wars minifigure like uh, encyclopedia like the encyclopedia yeah. yeah yeah and it and it came with um a Luke figure and and that head oh I love that head it's just so cool oh <laughs> dude I freaking love me some some pre fleshy like Lego Star Wars stuff which again will sound very strange to someone who doesn't know what I'm talking about mm. <laughs> but but like uh, especially also I just have a soft spot for a lot of like the brick films like that use sort of that kind of aesthetic specifically the Great Disturbance but like I I just I I like it's just got such a it's got that lego sort of um playful yet also like sort of self-serious enough that i feel like for some reason to me just gets lost with a lot of like the modern ones like i don't know why it just it uh, there's a there's a different sort of just feeling to it and it's in its raw bones that i don't i don't feel anymore yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of like um that's kind of funny for me actually because uh, I have a lot of my uh, older brother, uh, older brothers Lego, uh, yeah. and they 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 grew up in the eighties and nineties. So I've mm-hmm. got a lot of the like pirate heads, which I absolutely love. Like the like I use in my film again. Oh, the, like... yeah, the pirate heads. Oh yes, I got some of those too. At, like a secondhand, like it was like a, a d- dedicated freaking like not actual Lego store, but like a third party Lego store where they were just selling like all eras of Lego. I don't know why I've never gone back to it, but I, I found like. They were selling like old classic minifigures. I got that whole freaking set of the the pirates from the the OG line. I was like, yes, these are so good. That sounds like an amazing store. It was it was a very like crazy looking store. Like they was filled with just all of like the classic Lego stuff. I think they even time I had the OG like castle sets and stuff. I I almost want to say they might have shut down, but it was it was fun while it lasted. So yeah, I think it's quite funny how, uh, like with Lego, how because the pirates they were the f- the first sort of theme that had like heads that weren't just like smiley faces, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they had like beards and stuff, and like I think they were a little beat up. You know, had the eye patches or whatever. Yeah. Because before that, I think it was just across the board the same, like the same. Did they have any eye patches in the first wave? Because I, I think they mostly didn't. Maybe, maybe just the captain. I want to say that the captain, I'm pretty sure did, and the the other ones maybe not. But at least the captain, he had an eye patch, and then also like beard, beard grubules and stuff. So, but one of the things I think I find really funny is that how they went from this really basic design to some of the most like detailed like heads like those be those like beardy like pirates are actually really detailed mm-hmm. and oh yeah dude, totally. they, they look they don't look out of place today in, in brick films you know like no they yeah. don't yeah i used i used that main pirate captain guy in my my christmas film a couple of years ago and like the minifig itself was like pretty stiff although i probably could have sanded the joints a bit but like they still like look pretty consistent if not like with a slight bit of a classic tinge to them but even then, I think that still like adds to the the characters. I don't think it's distracting or anything at all, which is what I like about just most of the main figs in general is that there's a relative consistency, so old ones don't really look out of place with new ones and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, although some newer but... ones would look a bit weird alongside older ones. Some of them go a yeah. bit too mm-hmm. detailed, I think. 
This is true. This is there is a lot of high detail stuff. Although I don't, I'm not always the hugest fan of those like the super hyper detailed ones. I think in general I just don't get them. Because I think really they they only I feel like go super all out with the detail with like the license set stuff. You know, like and I don't really get much of those anyway. Like so. Yeah. It's not a big dealio for oh, me. Oh, you know, uh, last year I was so happy because I went to this, like, uh, toy shop that was kind of, They sell, uh, like, vintage toys, and I found four um, of those um, cowboy minifigures uh, from the ni- 1996, mm. I think. and well, Like America yeah, Outlawed kind the, of stuff? Those like, exact yeah. ones. And I absolutely love those faces. Those ones are so good. The freaking... What was the guy's name from America Outlaw? <laughs> I Flat forget what Thompson. it was. Flat, Blackfoot Flat Thompson? Flat, Flatfoot. Flatfoot Thompson, not Blackfoot Thompson. It's Black Bart yeah, as well, right. isn't it, I think? Is that, is that one of them? Black, yeah, Flatfoot Thompson's the main guy who's about to get hanged at the beginning, yeah, yeah. right? He's the one with the golden yes. teeth. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Is that an inspiration but, on your brawl film? A guy getting hanged at the start? No, no, I was not thinking about that one at all. Um, I mean... I guess we wanted to start going into some of that stuff, or I mean, oh yeah, you go go ahead. I mean, yeah, sure. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, for that one, it's really hard for me to pinpoint where exactly the specific inspiration of um of I guess the person getting hanged and then thusly their head just sort of flying off comes from. I know that um when the theme first came out being uh kairos a pivotal and decisive moment for those out of the know um it was like for some reason the first idea that came to my head was like some either some guy who was dying or some guy like who's like dad was dying for some reason and then like him having the character the protagonist having to make some sort of choice with regards to this and then maybe the devil was in it somehow, and this was all supposed to be like a funny film. So I, I don't, I think I never really got past that, like trying to make that funny. But then I think at some point later, like just the image of like a hanging sort of came up to me, and then like just bada bing, the you you get hanged somehow, your head flies off, and then you're good, <laughs> like. So sometimes I'll just have those really weird haphazard like creative things where it's just like I I'm just thinking about just stuff at like a thousand miles a minute and then eventually like something will just hit the freaking sticky board in my mind. Yeah. I definitely find that the process is much more accelerated during brawls because of the really tight time constraints. In my normal life it's much, much, much harder. So I I'm yeah. glad that they came to me that quickly. Uh I might yeah, I mean, I feel like... I don't know what you guys think, but I think this theme mm-hmm. was one of the best, uh, like, brawl themes we've had. Oh, totally, yes. I th- This theme and then last year's theme of Experimental, I think, are the, the best themes that I've had in any, any yeah. contest that I've participated in. I really enjoy the ones like these where it's, like, it's... It, you sort of... You know what it means, but what it could mean is could be, like, anything... Yeah, yeah. Like there's, I definitely like. I mean, there are some themes I've I've seen where it's it's very very clear where it wants you to go. There's there's a one direction that it wants you to go towards, and like you almost feel like you have to just because that's like what. Yeah, what I it feel goes like into. all themes but, ought to be just one word because the ones that have multiple words. Yes, just one word. Really informing the actual plot yeah. of the film, and then all the films are the same. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I feel like yeah. um, 
you know, I was thinking about like because in general, I feel like the the films that uh, don't that you know are more subtle with the theme and don't like blatantly, you know, hit you in the head with this is what this theme is. Uh, what yeah. are the ones that win? Mm. But like I was thinking this year, they, the theme means that there isn't like an obvious way, direction you can go with it. There isn't like a yeah, like a, oh yeah. True. So there's going to get loads of entries like this simply because. There just isn't that, you know. Well, the theme and... is more based around the actual structure of the film rather than the events that take place. So yeah. it means you, you can't yeah, guess exactly, the, yeah. what's going to be the, the, the thing that keeps coming up in every entry. Yeah. It's not a grand, like, unveiling where it's like, oh, of course, like, that's that's exactly what would happen. Like, for, for like, you know, most people, when they read the word Kairos, they're like, um, mm-hmm. excuse me? What? Because like, insight? Like, I don't know what you're talking about, so... I mean, it's it it's more raw, like because you have to really like you've got to make that story for yourself. If not, like maybe get some other story and then kind of try to weasel it in there. But like, I think it, if you're if you're willing to hunger down and really like make up a story, it's, it's gonna be yeah. a good story. Yeah. But do you remember that one of the entries was works. based around a guy who was trying to enter the contest and he didn't know what to do with the team, and, and he he looked yeah, it up. Yeah. And, and one of the things he finds is, uh, like, in a religious context, Kairos means the moment when God intervenes. I thought that mm-hmm, was, like, mm-hmm. he basically missed a great opportunity there. If he'd actually made a film using the team in Dog. that way, he, he would have had something original on his hands. Dude, dude, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I, th- I didn't think about that one, but it's like, I almost want to say it's like every other contest, there's a film, a film like that where it's like, about about literally the contest itself and then them having trouble coming up with an idea for the contest it's at least almost every other one where you get one where it's literally just about trying to make up a film for thack or it's not always for brawl but it's usually for thack well yet yet, there's yet to be a film where uh someone animates a film about someone trying to come up with a theme Mm -hmm. that's animating a film trying to come up with a theme you know That's it. and then it just keeps going and going and going and going and going, dude. I would I would love to see that because you could make that crazy. Maybe not the most holy original film I've ever seen, but at least at least it takes it takes a premise and then it goes there. Yeah. That's that's what I I give points to. It's like even if it's not like if it doesn't like hit all the right points, but if someone's film just like freaking runs and like just tries to go as far as it can like you'll, you'll get points in my yeah. book some people just hold it all in you gotta i guess in a way the action by mp studio in 2016 was kind of like that because it was kind of they the lego figures were um animating a human and that human was animating the film with the figures yeah i think i, I was yeah, yeah that was brawling that you voice impact. acted in that one i think yeah that's right yeah what was that? Yeah, because that was on. I think <laughs> I, I was trying to remember which one. You know was what that? I love about that film, though. Yeah, like uh, you can sort of tell that it's written by a non-native English speaker, but then the voices are yes, done by yeah. native English speakers. So it's it's a little bit weird. Yes, in, in that they're they're speaking yeah. like like native English speakers, but the way the words they're saying just don't come across right it doesn't come out yeah yeah i remember i remember doing that one yeah because it's it's there's a there's a a line between how much you want to because you almost want to like you want to take the script and then just sort of rearrange things to like make them sound like correct like you know like turn turn it into uh 
a like a good flowing sentence but you also don't want to step on someone mm. else's toes like in what they've written because like um it could also like depending on how like that is used like you know you know a sentence like that just isn't like quite there that can also sort of add to a certain type of atmosphere or something yeah, yeah i know so. what you mean well that's kind of it's harder it's now. kind of funny because um my goal is to kind of uh translate every single uh film i have that's with dialogue um into french because three yeah. of my films now i've added french subtitles but i've relied on google translate oh, and no. sometimes oh, yeah. and that uh, might good yeah with you. sometimes i kind of wonder um like what how certain phrases are kind of uh and sayings are, are translated because i remember someone uh on the from the brick rack community uh told me yeah. they didn't understand what um fingers in pies meant like you know um uh do you know the saying yeah, of like fingers in many pies yeah yeah and it it, it made no hmm. sense like in in like in french when it was translated yeah yeah some of that stuff just does not translate. It's like very specific to English or to French or to well, Japanese. The, the problem with an automatic translation is it can only be based on the words themselves raw. Yeah, rather than the actual meaning, because sometimes you can even have like the same meaning parlayed by different words, but it's just an algorithm, so it's not going to be like, ah, oh, yes, this means this, except it doesn't like literally, but like in the meaning... <laughs> It do. Yeah. So, well, that's the thing. It's like um, what what I find, um, like Google Translate and stuff, is that um, some some languages, and I think it's probably the case in in French, it don't have as many words for things as we do. So um, mm -hmm. you'll get cases of you might have a minor insult. You translate into French, and that can mean mm -hmm. a very major insult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've come across that in the past. Like I I've I sort of translate a, a, a sort of like a yeah, I say a minor British like English insult. I I then translate it back into English again, and I'm quite mm -hmm. oh right okay. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> it's a little far. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> that is kind of interesting. Yeah, so I guess I might as well ask. Uh, when did you mm -hmm. start? Uh, when did you start brick filming? I started brick filming. I want to say it was um like like may june so like summer of 2011 yes it was um i'd been like working i guess to start up uh brick filming for i'd say about a year before that because it was like i first got interested in it maybe several years before that when i discovered like brick films and then you know brickfilms.com and i just a myriad of different brick filmers and stuff like that and I was always like, oh, yeah, I'll just start up. I've got a lot of Lego. But then I realized, oh, wait, I actually don't have that much Lego, like, at all. Like, most of the Lego I'd left over was from, like, the giant Millennium Falcon set I'd gotten a long time ago. And, like, a giant, like, Jabba sand crawler. So I couldn't really build much with that. So slowly accumulated some more Lego, got a webcam and stuff. And then that Spirit of Adventure um, summer contest um, came out. So I was like, "Oh yeah, hey, I'll 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 make up a thing and I'll I'll do a film for this." And so then I finally uh, hunkered down and uh, shot my first film, The Outposters, Episode One, uh, "The Invader Cometh" or something like that. About two nights I on an outpost. I don't think you Spirit of Adventure. Would that have been yeah, Tales of yeah. Tales of Yore? Spirit of no, no, Tales of Yore, Tales of Yore. Yeah, you're right. Oh my god, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no Spirit of Adventure. I thought, yeah, yeah, Tales. I thought some sort of Tales like of time travel story was going on mm. there then. <laughs> 
Oh no, no, yeah, no, it, <laughs> it was not. Um, yeah, I, I animated it over the course of a single day, the the minute long film. Um, I thought it looked great, but then like I for some reason decided, um, yeah, because since the film ends with the guy on top of the outpost throwing his spear down and killing the man at the bottom i was like oh no that'll be too violent i don't want to get disqualified from my very first contest so i went and then created a second episode of the outposters where bigfoot shows up and then i don't even remember what the rest happens so yeah i ended up entering the second episode of the outposters into uh into uh, tales of yore and i want to say i got like 15th place out of 25 so I was like, whoa, like I'm I'm really good at this point, you know, guys. I got fifteenth place. I like man, they must think I am the bomb. So yeah, that's how I started up. And then after that I just sort of started doing things where it's like I'd come up with a random concept, record it, animate it, I think edit it, usually upload it the same day, uh, going on after that. Um I'm not sure how much detail you want me to go into the Well start do you remember things, what Brickman was uh, you were watching the most at the start? At the start, um let's see. Okay. The first one that I really got attached to is this one random guy called Robin Jake. I don't know if you've heard of him. He was a very I did not make a huge splash at all, but he basically he made these like Lego SpongeBob um animations and i always liked because he, he did this weird thing where like he would uh like he'd he, there's the first time i'd saw where someone would like stretch the mouths so did the mouth animation so i was like whoa this is high quality so like that really latched on to me like that um after that i think i discovered uh Keshin 8 he was always a huge inspiration like days of our pizza <laughs> i still is mm -hmm. one of my favorites that one is yeah, legendary um Doug Vandegrift, I watched like America Outlawed one yeah. random time. I freaking love that that's one. one. That's my favorite brick film um, of all time. That. Oh, dude, yeah. I, I, sometimes I'll just I've still got the the bricks in motion uh, Blu-ray from the the like the the collection sort of thing, and I got sometimes I'll just pop that in and watch it every once in a yeah, while. Same. Um, Nathan Wells, I also like popped into Beast. I was I was super down with, like. Um, and then also Mind Game and Spastic Chihuahua as well. Like both of them just had like um, just such great stuff, and like I, I would watch the the crap out of all mm -hmm. of them. I want to say there was one more that was really important to me, but I forget. I feel like I'm forgetting who it was. I'd imagine oh, just kidding oh, was surely an influence on your animation. Yes, yeah. Although that was I discovered him after I started brick filming. Like one, I think the first time I watched any of his films was um was i think it was his brawl entry on the plane yes yeah that was the first one of his that i watched i want to say yeah like i don't i don't really think i committed to the 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 sort of like the, the i guess the cartooniness although really um i want to say that the style was almost of an accident but that's a whole nother can of beans but um i didn't i, I don't think i really got into that until i was much farther into my career maybe like two years of brick filming mm -hmm is when I'm like I started started messing with that but um yeah I want to say that is the the high highlights of who I was watching at that point and then just a lot of also like random random brick films that I'd find on on just the homepage of brickfilms.com not like the the um like going 
onto like the actual forums or anything like that. No. So it's funny because um, you you mentioned like Keshin and uh, Days of Our Pizza. I think mm-hmm. uh, definitely I can see a lot of inspiration um, in your films from uh, from yeah. that actually Days of Our Pizza. I think it's, diff- it's definitely kind of like a similar sort of comedic style and yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to say that my first stack entry, um, it's like snowed in or something like that. I feel like it was semi inspired by it was both that and then also just like dynamic duo films where it's like. Just very witty, witty banter coming back and forth and stuff like that. Although it really, I, I, don't, I didn't do it that good. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't give myself too much credit. Oh, yeah, Left Field Studios. I, yeah, Left Field Studio was a great inspiration. I love a lot of bad, 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 and then The Great Disturbance. Like, I, The Great Disturbance is another one where it's just, I think it's just a, a fine film that I can just, like, watch. And, like, again, the, the fact that they do having a feature length so well, like, is impressive on many metrics. So, not just in the brick filming sense, it's it's hard to do that in well, general. Well, the, the fact that people will continue to watch it, you know, for a long period yeah. of time, that's a big achievement in mm-hmm. brick filming. Yes. Definitely. I'm sorry to keep adding on, but Dylan Woodley was the other one that I forgot about. Cool. Dylan Woodley is uh, yeah, I can definitely see that. I can totally see that, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Pancake yeah, Island. like honestly, yeah. like I, that, and that's all. I don't, I don't think I have any more, any more to name drop from that time period. But like, I, I was like, he was a huge one. Like, I loved reading his blog about the production of his various brick films and stuff that he was doing for a while there because it was super insightful. And he's a super funny guy, who like just he's a slamming freaking animator, one of the best. like that who, who, yeah, who Houdini was is like next level stuff. Like, it's still like crazy. I think, he, yeah. I feel like with with Dylan Woodley, it's like he he absolutely doesn't care how difficult a brick film is going to be. He'll just go and do it. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. And spend like a long time doing it and then do a, a great freaking job. And then meet foster the people after he's done. I was like, seriously? Like <laughs> all these bands actually like reaching out to you for the Lego Movie? I was like, whoa. <laughs> I think that made me realize, like you know, even though like. These are just Lego movies. Like they can have a reach, like much farther than just this weird freaking little community that we got here. And just like, also like since he's only maybe like two years older than me, the fact that I could be like at that age and still make some good stuff like was a real big like push. I think to me to um like really like get in gear and try to like hone my craft because like I was I was gonna <laughs> fall behind if I don't if I don't keep it up. Yeah, I feel like next next was always ahead me. of his years though. This is possible too, but you know what? Sometimes you need a little kick in the yeah. pants, you know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess I might as well ask, like, how did you kind of dis- like discover Brick from? I guess it was it from like YouTube and stuff. It was uh, a combination of. Okay, so when I first discovered like the internet, I pretty much would just Google the stuff that I liked and then just sort of see what came up. And so part of that was like, oh, I'd, I'd Google Sonic and then I'd go on Newgrounds.com and watch all the weird animations of that ilk, like the Mario versus Sonic stuff like that that was coming from back then. But then another was just, I, I, I think it was just I'd Google Lego and then one of the top results, especially on YouTube, would be like animations and brick films and stuff like that. So those just sort of came up. And like, like with a lot of other people, you just see those um other films that are being made by people a lot of them the same age although i f- i feel like 
growing up, I pretty much imagined all other brick filmers being like, at least the really good ones being like 25 or something like that, which is, I'm pretty sure pretty untrue in most of those cases. But um, you just think, oh, yeah, I could make one of these, too. And, like, you know, people were making really cool and interesting films that at least to my freaking, like, 11, no, like, 11 or 10-year-old brain were, like, super cinematic and, like, real actual, like, freaking stories going on here. So, and then, yeah, just I discovered the brickfilms.com and, you know, that would just lead to discovery even more films and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, just accumulating knowledge, and then as I was getting more into just film in general, like, as just a, a thing that I wanted to do, I think at first I wanted to be, like, a, a game programmer, but I realized that I'm not, like, I don't have the mind to sit down and code for a day. I want to sit down and make a movie for a day. Yeah. So I think um, that just ends up being the thing that is the most uh, accessible way to jump into, like, filmmaking disregarding just the the general charm of uh, lego itself as like an animation medium yeah. you know yeah so. well, it's kind of funny like um what well, what i find like um because i discovered brick filming like before yeah like i was actually already doing like some sort of basic stop motion stuff before before i even knew brick mm. filming properly and then i watched doug vandergriff's pirate because i like pirate things back then and mm-hmm. it absolutely blew my mind that something yep. like that could be made. That like he he actually did the music, yeah. he did the 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 green screening and all that kind of stuff. Like how did someone and like do the this? voices like sound legit? Like it sounds like it doesn't sound like hey I'm Jimmy and I'm twelve years old speaking out of my microphone. It's like yeah. you know like real actual like movie voices yeah, or whatever. Because yeah. before then, until then, I thought all brick films were were these like Indiana Jones uh, brick inspired brick films mm-hmm. with like. Yeah, yeah. And... It's like on someone's table, and you can see their like their their weird freaking like peach colored wall behind them and stuff like that. And like they, you know, they still got sort of weird voices. Although I feel like for me, I was definitely more willing to fill in the blanks for like certain films. Like even if it wasn't animated, well, my mind would like you know it makes it feel like it's better than it is. But definitely dug with uh, pirates. That was a a big one where since it was like 40 minutes long or whatever and it looked so good i was like holy crap this is a movie i'm gonna do this in a year <laughs> i think at one point i had this idea for like this crazy if i were to do it now it would have been it would be still like insane but like this weird film where it's like these um it's just like a like a men in black-esque sort of thing but they like hunt monsters and stuff like that i was never into men in black but i think that's the most ready comparison or whatever and i wanted to have this big huge like fight with a like a big lizard monster on a subway and it's like they're like jumping between cars and like smashing through the windows and stuff like that and i was like yeah doug vandergriff did a thing like he did why can't why can't i do that thing or something like that so you really like you think that you you can do a lot more than you can, but I mean, hey, like at least thinking, at least you're thinking into the future. Do you think you ever you know, might get around to yeah. making a, a like a long term project in brick filming? Because I've noticed that you mostly only ever make films for Brawl and Pack. That that just sort of ends up being, because um, I feel like my general like the way my creative process goes is that unless I've got boom like a really hard and fast deadline, 
a lot of times I end up just sort of like sitting mm-hmm. on my hands, like mulling over an idea. And also just because I hate, I hate script. I hate screenwriting. I hate it yeah. with passion. Yeah. Like I despise it. Even though like I really like coming up with my own stories and ideas for me sitting down in front of the word document is just so freaking nerve wracking. And then especially if I, if I had like, um, unless I know like I have to get this out because I need to do this otherwise I'm not going to be able to enter and then I'm going to be sad about doing that a lot of times especially like if it's just um for my own thing um sometimes I just don't end up going through with all that and then especially in high school whatever life would get in the way or something like that so or I'd come up with another idea or something like that I think with brawl and with fact and what I hope will happen more when I'm doing uh, stuff for school, not necessarily brick film stuff, but still probably animation things, is that since I have to get this done, then I get it out, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, also, I could just get better with just, like, the, the discipline with that. But a lot of the times, like, I've definitely thought about, like, you know, um, there are sometimes where you're just sort of in the mood where it's like, I just want to animate, but, like... Um, you don't always have the script for it. Sometimes I just end up doing like test animations and stuff like yeah. that. But I feel like I'm more often, and I, we'll see how it goes as I keep getting busier and busier. Like I, I definitely would like to make a long-term project like that. Because I think the longest that I spent on a brick film was like two months for Bird Face Origins. And that was like 13 minutes long or something like that. Which I still have problems with that movie. But... I would definitely want to do some long-term stuff. I just, I definitely want to get the script right, which, of course, when you make a longer film, it's even harder to get that right. So, a lot of, a lot of stuff to juggle. Yeah, but it wouldn't necessarily have to be a longer film. Though, yeah, I guess you know. a long-term project in general. Yeah. Hmm. You, yeah, you could spend a long time on a, you know, a five-minute film, but but just make it super mm-hmm, polished. Mm-hmm. That would end up taking a long time. Yeah, too. definitely. But like. I definitely feel like my least favorite aspect of of filmmaking is mm-hmm. screenwriting. Definitely, because I, I, I feel like um, that's why uh, one of the ma- major reasons why I love visual storytelling because you don't have to go too much into you know what they have to say mm. and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, and I just like not having to worry about that. And I could just write, type in some you know sort of roughly written script where um you know no one's actually going to see it it's just like a yeah. some notes really you know he does this he does that mm-hmm. I, I just that's why i do a lot of visual storytelling stuff that like, oh, yeah, exactly film, dialogue, exactly dialogue, yeah. i just i just hate i hate having to mm-hmm. write dialogue yeah i always hate when whenever i have to get a voice actor uh, for a scene in the film i'm thinking oh, Sounds... that means i have to actually script out this so scene stupid. you know it can't just all be mm-hmm. in my head Jesus, but again yeah. i guess there are some voice actors like uh Zach Macias, who can make the stupidest lines sound awesome. Dude, freaking, like, when he sent his lines in for Head Loose, I was like, holy crap. Now I, like, now I I can't, like, not make it. I can't decide halfway through the week. Actually, I'm not gonna do this film anymore. Like, I have to make this. But like, like, yeah. I, I, because I, I sent him, like, a script, because he's gonna play a character in my film. And there was one line that I thought was so, so cheesy. I thought, no, don't, don't even bother doing that. And he did it. Don't do that. He did it. And it was like, wow, he is awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's freaking great. Yeah. And I, I almost wanna, I almost wanna take it back. I don't, I don't know if I hate screenwriting. I think it's just, um, 
it's it's definitely one of the most challenging things for me just because you have to really like sit down with your idea and then like actually make it into something that isn't just a couple of moments in your head that really stand out to you and it has to make sense to other people you know who aren't you and that's just a really difficult thing to do um i i um i'm coming off of actually the screenwriting class this past semester um in school and that one was definitely very informative but like one of the the freaking hardest things is when you come in with your freaking 10 page short film script and then like it, like they just people just really dissect it and then just i don't know if i want to say tear it apart but yeah tear it apart for like a big long session like i'm like just sweating rivers freaking out of my arms like going through that it's very like and yeah and it's also just very personal because it's like you write this down and then you know you see what you see in your head and then when other people don't see it it's like um it's just the mini process of like filmmaking in and of itself like pre-production has freaking its own cycle of pre-production production post-production you know it's 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 this huge undertaking before you even go under your other huge undertaking you know so yeah yeah it's a very yeah i don't think it's like very scary it's it's not as yeah it's not like you hate screenwriting and mm-hmm. you hate you like the idea of it but you really want to get with you want to get on with that you want to go past you want to get on with yeah. it yeah yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i mean i really like coming up with yeah, ideas I do, yeah definitely but I just like to keep them as ideas. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, I I also just find like I I feel like um, it like a real sense of urgency and that I have a very hard time limit to get this done has definitely helped me get it. When it's just like I feel like I don't know if I could ever really do a film where I'm just like it'll be done when it's done because it's like I I feel like that sense of urgency i think really is what shoots my brain into overdrive like i think the the last couple times that i made a film that weren't for brawler for thack was his birthday's origins and then the procrastinator's valentine's day special and both of those were times where i was like okay for birdface i want to get this out on christmas day so i've got to do this like i got to keep going and going and going and i was freaking editing at the family christmas party <laughs> like like well like all this other stuff was happening because i was like i've still like got i'm only like six minutes into the film and it's freaking twice as long as that so i gotta keep doing this and then for the valentine's day special it's always got to come out on valentine's day so I think going to the future, I, I I would hope to work with more of those. I mean, obviously, I'm just gonna have more deadlines in general. But like having those, I think, is what really like it gets my brain like actually thinking because there's more like there's more dopamine going, you know? Yeah, that is a good idea to even set a deadline for a film that isn't, that for, a isn't contest, for a contest, yeah. like Christmas yeah. Day I mean, or Valentine's Day. Good for SEO or whatever. <laughs> I feel like it, gets you good clicks. There's there's, there's a post, there's a like I think there's like good points with like both ways of doing it i think in a way uh if you don't try not to make a deadline then you uh, you can make as posh as possible but having a deadline does um like you know stop you from procrastinating mm-hmm. and it, it makes you think let's do this we've got to do this and well i yeah. think i think because you're gonna have a deadline for like most crazy stuff especially if you're going to the professional world and i think it's like it makes you think outside the box more which i think will almost make like better better stuff you know like just because like you know who who can say i mean if you spent like three days on a scene versus like a day of you going into overdrive who's to say which could have turned out better because either way like you know if you're putting all your freaking all your freaking beans into making that like you can still really get a good product out regardless of like the time it's just you need to tailor your process to like what you've got the time for so i don't know 
I think it's also just in general for me, it's like I'm a very freaking neurotic person with most stuff. So it's like I almost feel like when I have time to think, I'm almost very just going to be like, no, I shouldn't keep going versus like, again, if go, 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 I don't have time to think about that. I'm just like, let's just do it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, it's nice to not have time to think. That's what I need more of. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I always always think if if you like, if you've got just one thing to do you kind of don't get it done but if you've got loads of things to do then you do mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so if you feel like i want to get right. this done soon get it you do get it done you know yeah whereas i feel like if you not if you don't have a, a deadline you run the risk of making it drag on for years as is the case for some big filmers oh jeez mm. yeah yeah i've been okay. there benedly Mm, this is true. Actually, is there anything that you that uh, you'd like to ask, Penta, before you uh, we we head over to the the uh, the showcase? Are we going already? Yeah, I feel like we've we've been talking for quite a while. Actually, really? I wasn't sure if you'd gotten into you any other questions about my come up or by the or the production of Headloose or if we're going to get that later or something. I suppose we'll be getting into it after talking about all the top ten films. Yeah, although yeah. I don't know, is there any questions I'd like to ask, actually, like, before we do that? Yeah, because all you asked was just, like, what performers inspired me, and then how did I start, and then we would go on very big tangents, mm. so I wasn't sure. Tangents are good, though. Very good, very good. Yeah, yeah. let's just get into it. We, we can talk about yeah. stuff afterwards, if, if needs be. So, yeah, let's let's go start going through the top ten now. Oh, go on the top ten overall, wow. I suppose we'll go from, from ten. Ten to one. Yeah. Ten to one! Uh, unlike uh, like previous episodes, we're actually doing a little bit, something a little bit different this time. So we're actually going to count down um, the top ten winners of World 18. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> top so, ten films of brawl. Pew. Okay, so uh, I'll start off with uh, Blitz, um, which came tenth place, and it's by uh, PJ P- Lego Motion. Yeah. And also a couple other guys, don't forget. James Cowood, Lewis Townley, and John McGurleen. Yeah. So I quite I, I like this one. It's, it's uh it's kind of stylish film. It's kind of like uh I guess a mm-hmm. Mad Max inspired kind of yes. uh, sort of steampunk kind of film. Yeah. Kind of yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- I like the I like the kind of uh let's say I like the kind of action, I like the I like how it's framed. Like I like the sort of framing of the film and it's kind of style. It's very stylistic, yeah. And I like the music mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it makes use of a very small set because I'm almost positive this was filmed on one single base plate. But it, it makes it sort of like feel like it's a lot larger than it is. So I think it's a very just a, a good use of space right there. You know, I really yeah. like a lot of the Armada socket animation. I thought it was well done. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I forgot about that too. That's some very nice stuff. I like like some good breaking boundaries there. You know. I like that kind of stuff, yeah. I, I do that quite a lot, and it, it does... If you do it right, it, it does look really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, what do you, what are your guys' thoughts on this film? I, I, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it, too, having, having just watched it about uh, an hour ago. <laughs> like, it's it's pretty... It's pretty uh, it, it's short and to the point, so, like, it, it, it doesn't really drag itself on for that long. That's what I can say about it. Um, I feel like at least with its general sort of like style and like just like 
the the niceness of how things look i feel like it brings itself a at least a, a cut above other sort of actiony like shootout brick films you know so i think it were it works in that regard definitely yeah definitely uh yeah yeah i do feel like um there was more to it than an average just you know a fight in a brick film mm-hmm. yeah yes, like because because yes. sometimes i think with a lot of these kind of kind of book films it's kind of like you have like an action scene and that's and that's it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. there was more intention there's uh like more care taken into just like at least uh, the be- a beginning in the middle and end and then some pretty good animation in it as well so at least i i just started playing it for some reason um yeah so it, it at least gives you more for your eye to look at while it's watching the movie so ninth place was uh Captain D1 in Infraction at the Intersection by Wheel Force. So. Yes. In the same cinematic universe as the fifth place film, Margaret's Pretzels by Pong Owl. But we'll yeah. get to that one so in a I, sec. It was kind of funny because, like, I watched this one first before I I knew that it was kind of like a, a cinematic universe. And yeah. I. Yeah, it's kind of funny because. Um, there's a kind of a couple of things that I feel like you don't kind of get until you see the whole picture, um, like, yeah, yeah. And, and then it's like you see the end, and then and then once you do see that, okay, I'll go into more in, like, later on. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, oh wow, this is actually really clever, you know. But um, yeah, it's kind of funny. This is kind of like a, yeah. I think it's a prequel mm-hmm. to like his previous films because it's like how they started out, isn't it? Is that why? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. It's Captain Drom again. Yeah, it's nice that he does these for Brawl often. I like that, to, to do a series, you know, regularly for the same contest. Yeah, sort of like Abduction that Nick Duran did mm. back in the day. And Benny and Lee, of course. Yeah, I suppose mm-hmm. by now yeah. Benny and Lee is kind of uh, associated oh, yes, with right. Brawl, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's about there. I kind of like the idea of having that, kind of having a series that's just like, you know, once a year and it's always for like a contest, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I, it's the type of thing that I wouldn't mind doing myself, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like the idea as well, yeah. But you have, to, you have to remember that a series will always do slightly worse in judging. Oh, yeah, because it's not that, because, yeah. And, like, yeah. trying to sort of finagle it to sort of conform to the theme or whatever, you know? But, like, when you're making a film in a series, you don't have to set things up because they've already been set up in the past installments. So when it's being judged on its own merits, it, you know... Mm-hmm. It doesn't Although work as it worked well. out for Nick Duran, so who am I to say? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But yeah, it's kind of funny. I was, I was, cause I was, I was watching um, all of the the Brawl 2014 entries uh, the other day, and I think was that his first D1 uh, film? I think it yeah. was. And the 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 amount that Wheel Force progressed from 2014 2015 is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like. The animation, like you see, like I think it's like his. He did his second like D one film in twenty fifteen, and it's like you, there's just you can't. You, there's no comparing like the animation and mm. how it's done. Yeah, it's 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 mad how much he he managed to progress in you know becoming one of the like most like you know renowned like people on the brick film of of BIM you know at, of the time you know. So yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, he really climbed. He really climbed up you know the ladder quickly. Well, <laughs> When I watched this one first, I looked at the comments and they all just said, nice crossover with Pong Owl, so it really ruined that surprise. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> literally, that's all it is. Like, I found out, like, almost immediately, like, that it was, so I, I definitely couldn't go in with the perspective of being surprised at all, yeah, but... Well, mm-hmm. it's funny, I do this thing where, like, 
um, because over here in, in Britain and, and, and in the same case in Ireland, it's it's quite late by the time the contest is finished. It's like midnight. Yeah. So I release mine and I kind of just watch the first ones that are like released and that's it. So one of the first ones I watched was Rear Force's entry and I didn't look at the comment section or anything. I just watched the video. So luckily it wasn't spoiled for me. I kind of, it was a surprise. I did see Pong Al's, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I waited for the entire playlist before I watched any of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I again, I, as, as with, like, all of the, the D1 films, it's uh, really entertaining, and I, I like, yeah, I like his kind of wacky comedy, and, yeah. It's, um... Yeah, I like the characters. Yeah. I like, as well, I just like how, um, that kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek, like, where he does the bon element, where it's, like, he raises his hand up, and it's, like, a, he's got, like, a blue, like, uh, Lego piece. <laughs> mm, a classic way to do it. Yeah. Classic I just like, way. That's mm. kind of funny, yeah. Yeah. I also like Lego Island. Was that an element in this? I forget. <laughs> uh, the DRAM is, is... Well, the, the series isn't really based on Lego Island. But, but that's a character from Lego char- Island? The character originates I'm there, I'm not yeah. as familiar with those games. I wish I was. But yeah, I I played Lego Island a lot. I did many not years have ago. it. It was the Lego Star Wars and stuff for me, like a freaking regular goof boy, you know. Lego Island Two was my childhood, mm. literally. Uh, <laughs> Lego Island Two is uh yeah mixed opinions about oh, that. Oh, really? controversial though. It's third person perspective. I think maybe so. You yeah. can't go wrong with that. Especially if you ever read the behind the scenes of like how they oh, treated yeah, the yeah, they treated the original him like Lego Island. Garbage. Like what did they they like fired yeah. him like right before the game came out so they couldn't get any residuals yeah, or anything. Just before so it they came just out. couldn't get anything. That is a little poopy. Although the game itself technically you almost want to give it credit thusly, because they didn't get the credit when it first came out. So I mean if it's good I guess you wanna be like Good job, you did yeah. it. You should have got recognized. What kind of weird about like Lego Island Two is that it, it starts off super easy and becomes ridiculously hard. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> I I I have yeah. only watched a couple of videos of it. I've never played it yet. Yeah, it's been a long mm-hmm. time since I played Lego Island Two. But yeah, that's yeah. that's that's good. That's the stuff <laughs> But with uh, the yeah, yeah. movie brick films, brick films. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed this one too. I I I feel like. It's odd to say, like, my favorite part is the way that uh, Captain Durham, she's got her legs kind of, like, rested up on the dashboard of the car. I don't know oh, why, yeah, but no, that, that, a, yeah, that really shot. satisfied me. It's a nice shot. And then at the end, when the car just sort of slowly pulls away and then the monkey comes up, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of those scenes, you know. I like I like a good one of those in my movie. And the guy is stuffed in the back yeah, of the car. And his head is, his head is yeah, clean it's off. Like, man, they, dude, I think it's a headless crossover too. I don't know what you're saying. I think mm-hmm. I might, might, might have slid into it's my cinematic universe. Brawl 2018 cinematic dude, yeah. universe. There's always one, dude. We had the, we had what was it, the, the, oh god, what was it, the world, the Brick Filmers World United or something like that. You remember? It was oh, Earth United EUB EUB. Yeah, we had that for 2013, and then we had no crown broke out for that one fact. That was I like I like some crossovers in my movies, you know, some good 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 stuff. But yeah, okay. So you get to like number eight. I think that um, who made this Penta... movie? Yeah, some guy I don't know. He's, I think he's from Ireland. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, that was me. I was I was thinking. I don't. I have to go look at the wiki and say what did come eight. <laughs> I don't know, so, dog. Like, I guess you might as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, give us a little whirly gig about Benny and Lee in World of Pure Craft, Roman numeral 2. 
Well, yeah, so I... That's because this was the 10th anniversary mm-hmm. of Brawl, and I made World of Warcraft for the very first Oh, I didn't Brawl realize that was ago. for the first one. Wow. Nice. Yeah, the, because of that, I knew <laughs> no matter what the case was, I'd be making a film called World of Warcraft Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Oh. So that's how that came about. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's about it, though. There weren't really many other ideas going around, other than the fact that it was obviously going to have to be about a video mm-hmm. game. That's kind of funny, because, like... Um, you were I, I was chatting to you quite a lot during the during brawl and i know that you really did enjoy like the how to do the di- all the dialogue animation uh, yeah <laughs> there was a lot of dialogue animation because the film came out much longer than oh, i expected yeah, yeah, it to. yeah yeah like with the ideas i had in my head i thought it was going to be about three minutes long and if i'd known it was you know, a five and a half minute film, I probably wouldn't have. You never want to know that, you know. You always want to go in blind. Yeah, yeah that's kind of uh, my my thinking is if, if somebody asks, how did you manage to make a you know five and a half minute film for Brawl? I'd say the only way I, I did didn't it know. is I, I, yeah, I didn't plan to. Yeah, it just happens. And then you put it on the timeline. You're like, Jesus Christ! And you've come too far. Yeah, to exactly. And you're like, yeah. well, I guess I gotta get sound effects. For everything, <laughs> I think it got to that. <laughs> it got to that point where, like, I think it was like two half past two in the morning, and it was the final day of of the ball. And I think both Penta and me had the same like, um, yeah, kind of attitude of kill me now. Oh God, yeah, me <laughs> oh, yeah, too. Because sure. I, I finished animating. Uh, the contest ends at seven p.m. on Saturday for me, and it was like. 10 p.m. Friday the day before and of course I'm on a time crunch because I have to like I have to leave at 2 to go to the plane so it's like okay I'm gonna just knock out the rest of the editing and I was like yeah I'll get this done at like 4 a.m. or something that'll be nice but like especially as you start getting more particular and you actually want to give yourself a good soundscape going on it takes so much longer than it ever does before so I ended up getting done at like 9 a.m. or something like that so it's freaking t- 12 straight hours or whatever of going into the editing it was oh god it was so bad and then i got to the credits and yeah. i was like well i guess i gotta give a tint to everything so that point i was actually i was super lucky because i had an original soundtrack for this one which meant that i was required to edit everything i did each day so that i could send oh, it off yeah. every day okay so that to keep yeah. the music going a lot at least assembled yeah, so half yeah super yeah, helpful I, I assembled like half of the film like in the middle of the week so putting in the timeline and then like added music to the couple scenes that had music so at least that gave me a head start too but oh good lord i needed every every second of what i did that week because it like it all just lined up perfectly for me yeah. falling asleep for two hours and then going on a plane so i yeah but yeah, so apart from how uh, how I actually made the film, what do, what what do you have to say? I suppose. Oh, I it's probably I'd say maybe my third favorite Benny and Lee film, and I think I'm saying quite a lot because I mm. I just I love all of them pretty much, and even even your earliest ones, and yeah, I just like I love all the kind of the 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 digs at like um the the gaming world mm-hmm. and like. I know. I imagine there is kind of a lot of influence from, uh, what is it? The the AE is it AE? Uh, EA, EA games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of trying to figure out if there would be a good way to make a game company name that was like making fun of EA or a splash uh, 
at the start of the game, where it's sort of like ripping off EA Sports, except instead of saying, instead of saying it's in the game, it would say uh, it's not in the game unless you pay something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, but I just I didn't really have a good parody mm-hmm. name, so I didn't make it. Damn. But like, I like how you've got all these kind of uh, the micro the, the transactions where you got to pay to lose money. <laughs> yeah, I I really liked your sort of interpretation of it because like um seeing that you were doing sort of like a, at least I assume a video game related thing because I actually hadn't seen the the OG World of Warcrafts before this one. I wasn't sure where you're going with it, and especially with video game parodies in general, those can sometimes go south. So I was hoping that it was like you were gonna pull out some good stuff, and you freaking did, because like it was honestly like a, a really hilarious framing device that I hadn't really seen before of the, this game where your goal is to just is to lose money as quickly as possible, and thus you must pay money to lose money, and then like, man, like that that was freaking hilarious. <laughs> And then just a lot of the other freaking just gags you had in there, like when that little nerd guy comes in through the window and he's just freaking like a, a, someone just wiggling around this little dude like that. Ah, oh, and the, the finger comes up and you can see it. Like I, I love that stuff. Oh, yeah, that was great. I was actually cons- I was considering masking out the finger, no! but then I kind of thought to myself, who am I trying no, to fool dude, here? Like, no, <laughs> oh, man, that, it's it's the best because of that. And then just this murder. That yeah, yeah, solved, I like it better you know, that way. Like. All these little, like, weird tangents, like, I think just add up to just being super great and funny. And, and then again, you got that stain on the wall, dude. Never clean it. Never clean it. Never. It never I, will dude, be. Guaranteed. I hope it stinks to high hell, dog. Because that only adds to the ambiance. <laughs> I think it did a bit, maybe eight oh, years God. ago. <laughs> and now it's just molded over. It's yeah. crusted the stink away. I like the comments you get of people saying, clean that wall. Please clean the wall! Oh, I, lo- I love that. I love that so was much. That, was that, I forget, was that staying on the wall for the OG Benny Lee's before you had your comeback one? Oh yeah, it was 09. Was it I feel like, because I, I, I think I hadn't watched the other ones, because I don't think I discovered your stuff until you came back. Because um, I, I hadn't uh, been around when you were around before. Um, and so when I first saw that staying on the wall, I, I like lost my mind. I remember, I was like, what is that? Like, like <laughs> I'd never seen something so disgusting in a brick film before. But it, it's so like, it's, it just, it, it brings a, th- it brings a special like something to, to it. Because everybody always tries to like, clean like their bricks and stuff you know and like this sounds odd saying it but i think the fact that you don't i think it adds to those characters themselves because their house is just <laughs> so dirty like an actual house there's just dust and shit all over it and stuff like that like it's yeah well it does mm. make you believe that they there could be literally a dead body there and yeah noticed. yeah yeah <laughs> and then even just for all the films yeah, like beyond slobs. this one versus yeah they're just slobs like it's 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 freaking art design it's freaking like this is this is the this is filmmaking right here, and this is all like this is legit. Yeah, like I, I think it very much adds like character to the film. Like, great job on not cleaning. The, the, like the, the the white bricks are all just piss yeah, yellow. Yeah, exactly. They're just piss yellow. Like they're just they've been here for so long that their walls are just crusty and piss, and then like <laughs> they just don't care. Like I love it. <laughs> And they they still haven't fixed that that problem with the wall next to the door. Mm-hmm. 
the, the hole next to the door is only there so that when they come into the house, I don't have to animate walking them walking the over the, the flat, <laughs> yes, the flat dude, doorway. That, that's a pain. That's such a pain. And I feel like I almost end up with... I feel like in almost every film I've done, there ends up just being a ch- where I, the character has to go through a threshold. I want to say every single film that I've made since maybe like 2014 has somehow had a door shot. And sometimes I just have them fly through the door and then just have them crash onto the floor because that's easier than having them walk. Yeah, like yeah, I love just having them yeah, fly yeah, through the I door. Mean, yeah, my freaking Valentine's Day one. It's one of my favorite things where he just crashes through this convenience store door and he just rises in pain on the ground. That's one of my favorite things I've animated. That's an amazing oh, shot with the glass. Thank you. Uh, it was a fun to do. Um, but yes, yeah, dude, I this was like a very like such a solid entry and like this is like you know. There's a lot of dynamic duo movies around there, but you make the best ones for my money. Because there are, like, some ones from Thank back you. in the day where it's, like, they hold up because they have some things. But, like, you, you, you make some, like, very legitimately funny stuff. And, it like, you know, it's not just for the sake of dynamic duo because that's the thing to do or whatever. We're long past the point where anybody just, mm. like, watches those in general. And so you just make it just yeah. shows that you make genuinely entertaining stuff and, like, it you make the story because it works in that sort of environment. You're not just just shoehorning it or doing it just because or whatever, you know? The most important thing that I had in mind when I was going into this film was that it wasn't just going to be a retread of the original or just like, oh, look, it's the same event that happened ten years ago, but it's, it's yeah, again. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that'd be so easy to do because it just writes itself. Yeah, yeah it would Especially be. for like a theme that's yeah, hard but... like this, like... I really wanted this one to stand on its own. It's not a yeah, exactly. sequel. It just has yeah. the same I name. I mean, I, I again, I hadn't watched the first one before watching this one. It stood on its own completely. That's what I wasn't sure about watching it. Is if I would, it would, it would be like its own thing, and it totally is, dog. It totally is. Yeah. That, that's good to know. It came across the way because that was one hundred percent the focus. Yeah. I did not need to know anything. I actually, I had to recap because I, I watched the first one after I watched this one again, and yeah, I feel like you can you can get like everything across from watching the second one it's like yeah it works on its own i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like there's one inconsistency and i think you pointed this out in the chat where like um you in the original it's isn't it lego mm-hmm. world of it's Portland? a lego yeah. game yeah for some unknown reason wait in the yeah in the original, he calls the game Lego World of Warcraft. <laughs> well, they've advanced, you know. It's it's not not kids' games no more. This has got to be realistic. And by realistic, as in real to our world and not their world, which I guess wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I just explained it away in Discord by saying that uh, the developer, after getting so much money from having made the first game, they just bought out the rights to the idea yeah, and continued yeah. without Lego publishing it. Yeah. So much success from poor people. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, you know, I think that's enough about my film Aww. now, especially the, all the okay uh, in depth stuff. So I'm glad uh, that three of the people on this, all three people on this mm-hmm. podcast, managed to get onto this list. So I guess that yeah, works out. we got to give somebody else a chance Gee to whiz! talk about themselves. Okay, so hey, William, right. how you doing I today? To- <laughs> I have to talk by myself now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my one was Busker's Opus. And, um... Well, first of all, I think we should say, hands down, the best piano-playing animation ever. Oh, ever. yeah, dog, yeah. <laughs> He's just got yeah, such, like, you. a bounciness to him, you know, like, that, that really feels yeah. like... It's got that old... And I was gonna, um... 
I was gonna say it sort of it feels like um this feels kind of like one of those sort of like yeah like 1910 era like sort of short films you know that you'd see where, you know it's all silent and stuff like that and it's about like you know you've got the sort of the tramp character or whatever is down on his luck and then finally you know sort of kind of scoops out of uh scoops himself like gets scooped out of the gutter and sort of you know finds success in sort of a unlikely way and i really enjoyed that sort of um that aspect of it you know it has like, oh, sort yeah. of a classic sort of feel you know thank you I, I never actually sort of thought about that kind mm-hmm. of interpretation of it being like a, a silent era movie yeah but i guess it kind of is yeah yeah, yeah. I, like... I watched a lot of those these past two years in film school and so like i i like especially i really just enjoy again that like you said earlier it's it's all visual storytelling it's not at all like you know there's no, no dialogue so it's very like it's cross-cultural and it, it just like i i I think that that came across really well. Also, the the piano looks nice, unrelated to what I was just saying, but I'm hmm. looking at a frame of the piano, and it's a nice-looking piano, dog. Good job! Yeah, it's a good design. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Good it's piano. kind of funny. It's kind of one of those things where I kind of fuss about some sort of things that said design, mm-hmm. and I really couldn't I really couldn't work out how I was going to build the piano. Oh, and at boy. first, I thought it was going to be one of those kind of, like, tall but kind of short pianos. Yeah, and yeah. in the end, I actually liked the grand piano design. And oh, in yeah. the end, I think it... I think it, I managed to put it off quite well. Yeah. Yes, it, <laughs> it, it has, like... There's, a, like, a classiness to it that I think really, like, helps out. Because, um... What is it? Uh, like, he starts out with sort of, like, kind of a, a smaller, almost, like, Casio keyboard-looking piano, you know? At yeah, the beginning yeah, yeah. where he's like, you know, it's almost like you, you almost feel like it's one that he's had like for years or something like that. And then like that, that goes away. And so then when he finally goes up to this big old grand piano, again, it's got that. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the jazz singer of the film itself, but I think that visual just like in film of just this big old grand piano just banging out these banging sounds, you know, like it, it, it looks really nice. And I think like, again, it works super well. So, oh, thank you. Yeah. But like, yeah, I feel like um, it was kind of those kind of cases where mm-hmm. I couldn't have possibly have ever done the piano animation without the audio track to guide me. Yeah. Because uh, I know a lot of people like Penta and stuff. You you don't actually have the audio track, do you, when you're animating? No. Yeah. So you don't have the it, dialogue it, at all, or is it just music? Do you hmm? have when you're animating, as in when you don't have the audio track? Sorry to interject. But do you do you have the dialogue yeah. or? No, I just have it open on Audacity and just listen to Jesus it. Jesus Christ, dude, what the hell? Like, oh my god, wow, that's crazy, dog. Yeah. Kudos. You just, I just couldn't do that with, like, if I was going to, like, for this. Yeah, this is way too precise. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Because it was kind of one of those cases where I, I actually, there wasn't much I could really reference when it came to how to animate it because there aren't many examples I could come off to. But it was like, you know... Um, mm-hmm. Like you know, because it's too too specific to remember. Like, oh yeah, that film with the piano animation. So I yeah. kind of had to make it up as I went along. I didn't know how I was going to do it, and then I sort of realised that I kind of ended up with a kind of animation cycle, sort of, where basically I would raise them, raise the hands up. I think I would do like so as uh sli- like I'd both I'd raise the hands up slightly, and then I would go double again, mm-hmm. and it would be like halfway again, so it'd go down again. And it goes straight down to the keys again, so it's like four, four frames. Yeah. And then, and then with the more powerful moments where you know you're kind of like 
the the stronger parts of the of the of the piece. I made it so that he kind of like slammed the keys, and yeah. basically there, yeah, he, yeah, it was super yeah. great the way that when the music gets more intense, he actually hits yeah, the keys. Exactly. Yeah, it's not just up, down, up, down. Yeah, yeah, and he turns his hand as well, and he hits different yeah. keys. It's not just smacking yeah, the exactly. keyboard in time. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. your film, and then uh, Houdini again by Dylan Woodley, where it's mm. like I think you you really think of it as just like you're you're using it as an actual instrument, you know. You're just sort of you know you're varying your tempo and your the height at which you bring up your hands and moving across the keyboard and stuff like that. Like yeah, mm-hmm. it makes it more believable. I think I was talking to Thistoff, uh, um, and he said that he could tell that I knew that I could play music based on the fact that it was the accuracy of the keys, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of funny because I can I can play, but I'm not very good at it. I, I need more practice. Aww. But but you understand yeah, you how understand the, how you know, the, the keyboards work, yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's yeah. I I, I feel really happy. I think it's probably the best like animation i've ever done i feel really happy with how it came out and mm. I, I've, I really appreciate like everybody's everybody said about it it's it's really so much and yeah. Um, yeah it's not just the way the music is played in the film but also the way it's incorporated when there's a heavier part of the music is when he's getting mugged yeah. and then there's a faster part of the music when the other guy's looking around for his wallet frantically it's incorporated yeah. well yeah but it's kind of funny because um originally because the, the the whole piece is actually longer than what I used. I actually had to kind of tone it. I had yeah, to like yeah. turn Turn-up it down. But like, um, because it was going to be far too long, I just didn't have the time to animate the entire thing. But I managed to, yeah. I think I, f- I felt like I I had to 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 base the film around the music. And I, yeah. I think I think it kind of worked quite well with that kind of thing where he's, he's being mugged and that kind of stuff. And yeah, I, I'm glad that kind of came across. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, uh, it's like uh, one of the things that was quite difficult to do was there's that transitional bit where like he's playing the music and it's going on through the day, um, but he remains consistent. Whereas like everybody else is kind of it's like changing. And what I had to do there is because the, obviously there's like a there's like a cross dissolve in each like moment. I had to like animate like the the last and first second of each uh, like clip twice. Mm-hmm. So I had to actually copy, like how he how he was like uh, playing the piano, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I had to try and sync it up so that it didn't look too weird. Um, but yeah. Mm. So. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, I think it's probably one of the first brick films where you, uh, of mine that you could probably tell it's inspired by what we've been talking about in the podcast and. Yeah, you can tell for sure. Because it's like I I was inspired by like the letter cognizance and. Uh, in the set design and also the style of, of film it is because it's like he starts off like the man's getting up and you know he walks walks around the street it's it's it it, it, it parallels a lot of what's you know happens in cognizance and the letter oh yeah Great and film. i also i found like um that i was watching because I, I i i do a lot of films with alleyways and uh, i wanted this one to look more colorful than my other ones because usually yeah. it's like gray just very and, gray and not super yeah. standing out, you know. And I found that as I was trying to find how do they do it in these other films? I watched Cognizance because there's that famous um, alleyway scene. It's blue and red, and I actually copied the blue and red design. Yeah, you know, for the for the walls because I thought that looks perfect. And yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you like 
on one hand, like when you're doing a serious film, you almost think, oh no, I shouldn't use like these colorful things and stuff like that because that's not serious. But like, you know, most, not all film, I mean, not all buildings in real life are just going to be, you know, like freaking brown and gray, although I guess that's probably a lot more uh, <laughs> common. But I think also just the colorfulness, I feel like it almost gives it a nice, uh, a nice contrast to sort of the events that are happening and stuff like that, if that makes any sense, you know? Like, um, yeah. It feels more yeah, lived at the end of the day, it, yeah. it's still Lego guys with big smiles on their faces no matter what's this happening. This is serious! <laughs> Please! Yeah. But, like, yeah, another thing I want to point out is that there's definitely inspiration from uh, Culmination. I don't know if you've, if you've seen that film, but... I want to say... Who did it? Oh, God. Um, Nate Mancini. You probably haven't seen it. What was the guy's name? Because it, Nate Mancini. Nate Mancini. But like, yeah, it's kind of. Uh, we've been talking about him a lot recently. We talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah. And it's uh, the story is very much based on that. It's kind of like a you know these people in the streets performing music and and you know trying to find that. I, I was just really inspired. I, and, it, and I think you should link me to it. Yeah. I've been up, I've been obsessed with this film since seeing it. And mm. I wanted to make a film that has the same kind of heart and stuff to that. So yeah, that definitely was an inspiration. Sorry. But uh, yeah, so I think that's pretty much it. I I don't think there's anything else I need to say about this film. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I I really appreciate everybody's like you know kind words and yeah, dude. Yeah, Good I think stuff, it's probably. Man. I feel like it's probably my best film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I agree. I agree yeah. Too. So. Shall we head over to sixth place? Yeah. Yes. It's okay. MB by far and away futures. Yeah, so there we go. <laughs> I'm really happy to see this one make the top ten because I mm-hmm. I love this one. It's um it's kind of it's got a nice kind of like metaphor to it and it's Yeah. It's uh yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. It's yeah. um I enjoyed it actually the... took me Go go ahead. Yeah, it it, it took me uh, like a second viewing to work out that it's all like in his head because at first mm-hmm. I thought it was like something actually happening to him. Yeah. But then yeah. I realized that yeah, it's like a fork a in the road for decision. Yeah, fork in the road. Yeah, what should I do? Like that stuff. Yeah, I enjoy I, I enjoy brick films with the actual good metaphor like that. And I think it has mm-hmm. some really great writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was one of the best written films um, of this role. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Yeah. And I just yeah, I just I just. I just really love this film. I, I was really glad to see that it made the top ten. Definitely. Um, I'll get out my one big criticism out of the way, and this will probably come across as hypocritical based upon my history. But I feel like he could have huh. trimmed it down and had it more um, get get to its end point and to its like its 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 sort of reveal of the point a little quicker. Because sometimes it did at least to me. It sort of felt like it was spinning its wheels and not really getting to another sort of step. And it was kind of repeating. It felt like some of the same stuff as it went. I guess so. It's like it's sort of it's in it's in this one area, and the fact that you're just sort of cutting back and forth between these two guys sort of talking to each other with gradual reveals after a while. At least for me, the first time that I watched it, it sort of got repetitive after a while. And then of course it would add the stuff like the car, which was great. Like I love the the animation on that. Like that. Was, oh yeah, that looks so good. Um. It just sort of felt to me maybe like it could have gotten a minute and a half off of it and got to this point a lot more succinctly. You know, I feel that's like, true. Yeah, I feel like it, you might not even really need to alter the story that much just sort of get rid of some things. 
at least for me. I feel like I feel like yeah, it's 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 a a pretty long film, especially mm-hmm. for Paul. And yeah, and at least for time, me, like, like I, I think the fact that it's just in the one area, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, which makes sense based on the story, but I I, I like expediency in narrative. I think. Well, the first time I watched it, it was like you say, it was it was the the night of Bull, and I watched it, and it was kind of like, oh, this is quite a long film. I think I appreciated it much more mm-hmm. second viewing because I knew like what what was going to happen, and I think it's yeah, I think once you once you watch it a second time, yeah. I think it's it's much better. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, I haven't had a, really a chance to watch a lot of them over, so that. That is kind I gotta of say, I, I, I did, this one took me multiple viewings as well, but mostly because the first time I watched it, I kind of wasn't paying attention to what they were saying, because I was just staring at the clouds the yeah, entire time. Yeah, those clouds are nice, like, Those are real, right? Oh my god. Oh, that's that's great, I like those. Because they're just being held up right there, like, by something right off camera. Yeah. Like, dude, if, if it was me, I would have freaking bumbled by it and knocked those down or something like that, so... I like yeah, them. I was just staring at them for about two yeah. minutes, couldn't figure out if they actually were real that's... or not, and I thought, well, they are. They're always at the edge of the screen. They have to be real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's true. I was I was really like amazed by the clouds. I, I thought they were fantastic. But also um, another thing that going into specifics, I love that shot where he's walking forwards and it's like the camera's moving with him. Uh, I know that he said in chat that that took him, I think, four hours to make. But it really did pay off. I think it was the best shot in the film. Yeah, moving camera shots can be oh, pretty God, brutal. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm seeing it right now. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, it, it lasts a pretty long time. Yeah, yeah. And like overall, like despite getting the criticism out of the way, I definitely like the film. Like it's it's got a really nice like bright set design. I love just the nice. I guess that's teal of the sky. I think it really just like it's a very simple and again like pretty small set. Like um like Blitz as well, but I think it works. Just for the story and like it, it gives a lot of uh, opportunities for some nice symmetrical little shots. Just, just in general, good visuals that I really enjoy. And of course, I'm mean, that actual. I also like is when, great too. Like <laughs> when the car starts talking. Yes. And it hasn't been established or anything. It just starts, you yeah. Know, it just suddenly starts talking, and then at the end, it makes sense as to how the car mm-hmm, could be talking mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. And it was a good talking car design as well. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, it it, it it just looks really good. Like it, uh, overall, yeah. Again, I I enjoy the film. I just think could have used a little bit of trimming, but minor minor stuff. Good job. I I guess there's a lot less to talk about when we don't have the creator in the call. <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. So, um, number five. Uh, this is Margaret's pretzels. Pong. I'll go. Yep. So, yeah. I I. This is uh, I love this one. This is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's um, yeah, I, it's funny because I again, uh, so I watched this one and uh, like it made Rear Force's one make so much more sense. And I was like, oh wow! And I'm so glad I managed to experience it mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to be experienced as a when surprise. You it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh wow! This is this is awesome. And yeah, I feel like I would have gotten more out of it if it hadn't been spoiled for me. Yeah, 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 me too. Definitely. But overall, yeah, it's it's a very um it's pretty visually cohesive with what Rio Forces was doing. It has the same sort of bright lens flare, like sudden setty all the time sort of like vibe to it. So like it's just really nice to look at. But again, it, it gets it it gets uh injected with sort of a lot of Pongal's individual um sort of style with his animation. Like I, I you know 
I feel like some people have mentioned it before, but I love his little thing where I guess he sort of sands down the mini figureheads enough that he can kind of bob it around like a head sort of moving. Yeah. Like I'm gonna, I I'm gonna that. steal the crap out of that. Like yeah, gonna... I feel like that could be influential. Mm-hmm. I think people are, you know, a lot of people are thinking, hmm, what if I stole? Yeah, that? exactly. Hey, I mean, it's not what makes the movie, so hey, it works good. Like, and it's another way to make freaking minifigures talking not be the most boring thing you've ever seen in your entire freaking life so like I, anything for sure. anything for that maybe we'll see someone talking like that you know the heads moving around and someone playing the piano as well oh yeah. dude and their arms will be coming out of their <laughs> sockets and the youtube will explode my dog might explode <laughs> um i think the only thing similar i've ever seen before is it might have been just kidding who chewed on the necks of the minifigures <laughs> to achieve like random wobbly movements of course of course just getting chewed on the minifigures it's great although you could it could probably don't have to chew on them but i mean however whatever fits i mean i, I i'm <laughs> I, i'm down with that because it gives you your own flavor that really just injects itself into those minifigs gives you flavor literally yes yeah but yeah it it really adds to like uh, a really nice dynamic. I really like how it looked, mm. and it really, yeah, put it put it off fantastically. It was fantastic animation, so... but um, I just love the again. I, I don't think there's anything wrong going into spoilers, is there? Who okay. cares? Not at this stage. But like, that you're not end- going to get a lot out of this if you haven't seen the films yeah. as well. Yeah, it's but not... that ending is just fantastic. Like that, that that guy, and you realize in the end that he's just done nothing wrong, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's the one that gets arrested. I just that is hilarious. It makes the the ending of both films just that much more yeah. better. That much better, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know what else I like about this is that he sort of implies a ceiling at one point. Uh, well, at two points really. At the start, there's rafters, and then at another point in the film, there's just you can just see like a fraction of the ceiling, and there's lights yeah. in it. It's just nice to get that in oh, there. Oh yeah, dude! Freaking, if I can get a ceiling. In my break films, I like that. I'll take that. Mm. It 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 makes it feel just like much such a fuller room. That that's how you get top five. That's instantly. how you get that top top five. I mean, I think it almost feels pretty <laughs> consistent. I remember Squash did one with a film he did a long time ago, and that that got that too. So, hot, hot pro tip <laughs> for you young little brick filmers out there: put a little put a little roof on that brick film. You know, put a cap on that. <laughs> You'll win instantly, please, and thank you. So, yeah, is there anything else you like? You guys like to talk say about this film? Yo, just good, good job, Pong. Wow. Let's just talk about the ceiling again. Yo, good ceiling, dog. <laughs> ten out of ten. Cap that. <laughs> Cap that ceiling off, yeah. please, please. Of course, one thing I want to point out: sub to Pong out. True. <laughs> Hashtag sub to Pong out. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> But yeah, I, so guys, I think it's time for numero four. Stuck by a forlorn creature, is it not? It yes. is indeed. What do you think about the creature forlornment's brawl entry? Well, you gotta say the effects are really, really, really very, clean. very good. This is just all around slick. And the fact that he did all of this stuff again in a week makes it even more impressive. And the fact that it looks, like, very polished and, like... I mean, I'm looking at the freaking one scene where he, like, jumps off the moon 
like and then he gets pulled back into its gravity and then flips around and slaps into the other side it just looks so clean and like the like again it's just it it really pulls off that sense of both weightlessness and then also like getting pulled in by the tug of gravity like which is a very difficult thing to do just because it's such a weird concept that doesn't exist at least in I mean, it exists in reality, but, like, I don't, I don't know any brick film that's been to freaking space, so sue me. Like, so, to pull it off so well, like, it, in, again, in such a short time frame, like, it holds up. It's, it, this, it's one of those films where it's not just a film that stands up as being a brawl entry. It's just a, it's just a very, like, solid one minute, 40 second film that's entertaining from yeah. outside. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like if, if you're going to do, if you want to make a film that's got lots of digital effects, that is polished and looks absolutely fantastic, then, you know, stuck is what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, this is a perfect think... example. Like, and it's got a very good, like, beginning and middle and end, and it's got a joke that hits at the end, and, like, it, it's all just, yeah, it's just so clean. I mean, this, this is one yeah. of the best guys, and, like, I think he's really, like... This is so. This sort of feels like an extension of that uh, feud of Brick Hill sort of vibe again, where it's just um, such a simple, goofy little sketch with a like an inordinate amount of polish to it that really just like has a very definite sense of style and charm to it that feels very specific to him. I just, I just love that that bit in the end and. You know, he doesn't need that phone anymore. He throws it away, and it goes all the way back to the, the planet. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. It's, again, it's just such clever Looney tunes gags that, like... they Again, they just all land, like, in all of these effects and stuff. People, you know, always like, oh, no CGI or no whatever. But, like, again, if it's... If it it's done, done this, this well, well, it just it works. Just works. It's not just some freaking Jimmy Two-Shoes Lego brick film we're doing freaking yeah, like, motion effects in Sony Vegas. It's it's all intentional and it all works well. If it had a bunch of green light reflecting on everything and green outlines around everything, then we'd be here saying, oh, I should have just done it. Done, done it, it for real. real. Like, come on, you but, doofus. No. Like, but no. Because it works this well, it's like, it's perfectly, I yeah. Say, nothing to complain about. A star. Yeah, somebody, like, somebody actually drew, like, the stars or whatever that was behind him. I don't know if it the whole galaxy, but if so, that's very like impressive like it yeah. looks nice that's true it's one of those brick films you could show someone who doesn't know what brick yeah. films are hmm. yeah yeah it stands again yeah. it, like it stands on its own it's just a very entertaining film especially with the length and stuff like that like it's it yeah anyway i think anyone, it's a very yeah, appealing short film can, yeah like get something out of this you know yeah, you know what's a really impressive shot in this film is when he turns and looks at the phone and the, the camera or no the focus pulls and you see the phone is just like hanging in space moving really slowly yeah well, i think um, let me... i'd like to know yeah, it'd be nice to see it behind the scenes on this actually it would actually yeah i'd love i that. wonder because yeah. what i'm thinking it was is that he shot two different plates and then he he that's what yeah, i think he had yeah. camera blur on one plate and then camera pl- camera blur on the other and just sort of sync those up that feels like it is to me because there's nothing there's nothing in between that suggests like the focus sort of rolling across the landscape into the phone it's like i think all you have to do is just blur one and then blur out the other but yeah but it works well done well Okay, is there anything else you'd like to say? Good job, Toby boy! Yeah. Yeah! Yeah, well done.
fantastic film. Yeah, loved it. Oh. And it's nice to see another brick film. Yeah, no, yeah. It's been it's, a while. I yeah. think it's been since the feud of Brick Hill since we got the last one. I think like. Well, the the attack. There was attack winner in between. Oh, oh that's right. You did the attack. Yeah. I, I, was I? Yeah, that was tech, that was the uh, last act I entered too. 14. Yeah. So there you go. Never meant to be. Never meant mm-hmm. to be. So over a year. Mm-hmm. It's like. That's the that's the 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 slack entry that everybody knew. Yep, I've lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> There's no more. <laughs> but yeah, so um, fuselage the, by Twinklebird. Yeah. Right. As yep. soon as you see the opening shot, you know it's going to be in the top yeah, three. No. Yeah, that's so yeah. clean, so clean. And he's coming back to the good old four by three days. You know the classic. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause like he he was I always knew him as the guy whose brick films felt like they were from like time traveled in from two thousand and five, and like <laughs> it's funny to see him just sort of going back to that vibe because this definitely has just a very nice uh, classic vibe to it. I mean you know, and again it's it just I think works very well as just a um, well animated and there's dialogue but like i think the visuals really push the story in on its own you almost don't even need sound because like it he just like he's just so freaking clean dog he's so clean that's true actually you could have done this without dialogue couldn't yeah. you i like i like how actually this is interesting stuck is a fantastic film that shows you um how to do um you know digital effects right and this is a perfect film to show you how to do practical mm-hmm. effects wise. He's always been a big mm, influence yeah. to me, and especially like he'll so he'll put up his behind the scenes pictures and stuff like that, and like the way that he just does like all like all of these effects and using so much brick built animation, it's like holy crap. And I mean, I've I've made freaking a lot about that shot where the freaking hats fly up, but good freaking lord, like animating yeah. animating cloth slowly fluttering down in the wind is like stupid it's stupid it's such and a hard then, concept and, 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 like, to get right do, and he does it just so freaking well right here i think i literally just went like whoa like when i saw that the first time because it's so great but yeah it's like i feel like you could watch like his his animation for his films mm-hmm. just like on a loop and you would never get sick of yeah, it yeah dude, seriously. yeah dude seriously i i just love i just love watching his mm-hmm. watching their films mm-hmm. And again, it has a very, like, a specific aesthetic that it it almost brings me back in time, but it's also, like, it's very specifically him. Like, there's just something about the... I don't know if the grade is the right word for it, because I don't know if he grades it or not, but, like, it just... It's got got just a a texture to it that's so uniquely him. Like, which, again, not a lot of brick filmers have, so, like, I, I gotta give major points for that. I enjoyed looking at the behind-the-scenes pictures and seeing that they did the the wall in the opening shot with black bricks. Oh, I didn't see those behind-the-scenes pictures yet. Oh, jeez. I I didn't yeah, go into I'll the description yeah, well for some reason. At. I'm looking at them now. Wow. I always love these for his. Yeah, and you've got the little, the little sort of tower of bricks to illustrate the freaking thing. You know, the the, yeah. the for the the hats fluttering down. Yes. Yeah, but trick a brick is you know. He's a I know girl. that. I know you guys watch this. You know mm-hmm. you're my, you're the number one best animators when it comes to brick film. Whoa! <laughs> I and, and this was them under under a time constraint because they were also going to Bricks by the Bay while this while Brawl was going on. Mm-hmm. They were Yeesh. super impressive. Yeah, great stuff. 
Great stuff. Yeah. So, uh, should we head over to number two? Reception. Yes. Matthew Stahoff. Yeah. So. What a banger. You know, the interesting thing about two and three is that they're the same people who placed first and second last year. Oh, jeez. Dude, I mean, freaking, oh, like, yeah. I don't know if he made these designs for these robots before, um, before coming into this year, but, like, holy crap, these work so freaking well. Like, they just look so yeah. pleasing, and just the way they're animated is so great. I know that, I think even Twickerbrick was anim- uh, experimenting some after the fact with, like, some brick-built, like, armature-esque characters, but, like, these ones, like... They, their designs themselves, again, like, they, they partake, um, they give off a sense of character, um, just, like, again, with how they look, we've got the big long neck radio guy and the, the lumpy, low-stature clunk walk or whatever in the ballerina and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, they're just such, just such great designs, and, like, they, they speak volumes about the characters in themselves, which I think comes through the story, which is, like, it's very quick, but... This is such yeah. a nice film to look at, but like it was really interesting because I I was I was chatting to him while he was coming up with the story and stuff because I, I think originally we were thinking about doing a, a collaboration, but that kind of I think in the end we decided we both liked each other's ideas. We kind of thought, yeah, let's just let's make two you know two entries. Mm. But um, he told me about like you know how he I think he literally just like made these. I don't think he has much experience. I don't know. If, yeah, I guess. When it comes to like experience in like other forms of animation, mm-hmm. he has done other things in the past, so that may have been that may have yeah. helped him with these kind of animating yeah. much larger scale things. Because it's got but, human um, joints that have to move and walk like that, like the walk cycle with that one guy and like the ballerina. That's that's really difficult stuff. Like that's not it's hard to just go from a minifigure to that without having some experience with that. So yeah, I mean he was he was saying showing you the, the pictures of the robots and and he's telling me the story and i thought yeah this is going to be in the top three yeah <laughs> really crazy yeah good. sometimes you can tell and something is just so inspired that it's, it's going to make it mm-hmm. yeah uh, but you know what's actually a, a neat trick in this film that that you could definitely learn from is that when he's when the camera's outside his window and the curtains are made of this red piece that's you know a, a slope yeah and then then when it shows inside his house, it's the same slope piece, but it's facing the other way, mm-hmm. so that they always have that shape. But it's not a consistent design. Yeah, between, between the, the two, two shots. shots. Yeah, but of course it just works like with the way they. Mm. they it works on yeah, it camera. Works on camera, yeah. Because I I didn't notice that until later. You just pointed it out. But that's a good thing. Yeah, though. that means you yeah, did it well. Did well. Also, it's weird, but like I'm looking at the wall inside of the the radio robot's room, and just the the weird texture of the mm-hmm. bricks, where it's like some of them are I smaller. That, like yeah. I'm like, oh god, like do you just? And some of them are yellow. Some of them are absolutely filthy. yeah, exactly. It's a great look. Yeah, I think. like I, I yeah. wonder if he like sanded down some of them because there's some very pronounced dents in them or whatever, which might just be as a result of the, the macro photography. But like, I'm. I kind of wonder if maybe he got some like secondhand Lego. Oh yeah, yeah, like know, some Creo bulk, or whatever, maybe. you know, or it's like it's not the same. I just mean like maybe he he found oh. some at some yard sale. There might have been some bag of ancient Lego that had been sitting in an attic collecting dust. I've got loads of old Lego uh, that's white, and they're they're so like they're not white anymore. Mm-hmm. They're like grey and and yellow, and I'm glad to see I'm not the only one. That has yeah, I don't have a lot because like mo- a lot, a lot of the Lego that I have now is stuff that I accumulated like post 2011, so it hasn't been around long enough to mold sufficiently. 
Nah. I don't know how many people agree, but I really like that. Yeah, I, I think I'm I've grown to it. like it more now. I used to be really bothered if there was like freaking dirty, dirty stuff on my films, but now I'm cool. Especially, especially because I think a lot of them are like most of the bricks are that way. It does actually have yeah, a nice. It doesn't stand aesthetic. out. It's like a gradient. It becomes consistent mm. in its inconsistency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like poop on it's one nice, actually... brick. Poop on all your bricks. You know. Come on. Yeah. Although. Maybe not literally. Oh, <laughs> come on! It's, it's it's the art, you know. You gotta you gotta go all the way. You gotta go all the way. <laughs> Bold choices. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we head over to uh, the number one? Well, mm-hmm. the, of course, this is another great example of those recent eye plates being yeah. used really, really yeah, well. Yeah, dude, I films. gotta get me a ton of those. To yeah, of those guys. I want them. I, need I don't all. have any. I've got some. Oh, and I, I need more because I, I, I definitely want to do more. I definitely want to do um, a brick film of this sort, you know, where I'm using like these sort of larger figures or whatever, especially having seen it. I'm, I definitely want to talk to Fist off some more about like some of the stuff that he learned and did with this because like uh, this is great. Yeah. Well, like, um, what was it? Uh, yeah. When I went to, so the other day after. You know, watching the entries, I went over to the Lego store, went to Bricks and Pieces, mm-hmm. and just gave my, and just put a load of those eyes in the, in the, you know, in the cup. Dude, because, I got it. Yeah. I'm going, oh, sh- I gotta go to the Lego store and go to Cincinnati. Oh, I miss having that so much. The freaking wall, dude. So many great memories just going there and literally being there for like two hours, just trying to fit as much as I could into the thing and like putting pieces together to like wedge stuff in there. Man, that brings me back. Good lord. <laughs> Yeah, mm. I feel like we'll start seeing those pop up in brick films a lot more often in the future. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing I what people like do with them. That. I like it. Sick. Yeah, I feel like, uh, Sanjiro, you should probably announce the next one. I feel mm-hmm. like, Who made yeah. that movie? What a weirdo nobody likes. I'm. Man, I've never heard of this dude yeah, before. Yeah, how, how did that win? Head Loose by Sangura? Who's this funny fella? I don't know him. Um. Yeah, head loose by by me. Number one. I I I'm still not entirely <laughs> sure that they got the right results out. But oh well. Um. Uh. I guess I guess I can. I I guess I already sort of explained the 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 inspiration inception uh writing process of it. Yeah, I think it was just you know like. I kind of settled on this sort of weird, yeah, I guess, idea of this guy having his head fall off after hanging, and then eventually um, there were a couple of earlier iterations that I think were a little more serious, or at least a little more, I think I was leaning towards creepy or whatever, but I think I I, I really like the idea, I guess, that I settled on of just um, this town, for some reason, becoming captivated by this weird incident, and then just sort of barreling out of control, um from there uh yeah like I, i'm not sure what else i should talk about related to it but um yeah um, but i like the fact that you didn't go in a more serious or horror route because i really like that it's sort of it's a lot like the, the other types of films you make except with more structure to the plot mm-hmm. yeah and that's one thing i, I definitely want to lean more towards in the future is to have like a structured kind of chaos that's that's something that's influenced me a lot um especially i've watched uh uh, I will, one of my favorite filmmakers just in general of all time is uh, Don Hertzfeld of um, Rejected and um, 
world of tomorrow and it's such a beautiful day and for me i i i love 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 his melding of uh off the wall crazy like visuals and comedy with a very definite sort of core to the story and a very definite heart and like again like a, a structure that makes sense and again it it can to a point like tug on your heartstrings still while being blended with like uh just the the ridiculousness of everything else and so i just like to definitely lean towards more of that in films going forward just because i think it makes it more enjoyable to watch it's not just random bs mm-hmm. yeah i think like but like yeah i like just i i really um am impressed by the amount of sets you made for the film there's so many scenes and mm. I honestly don't know how you did it in one week. Uh, <laughs> I don't know either. Like, <laughs> it's mainly you just sort of you just go and do it. And like, um, and definitely set and set uh, design is one of the things that I struggle with in the past. Cause a lot of my films are just gray wall, gray alleyway or whatever. So, um, yeah, spending a lot of time on those was something that uh, I wanted to do. Although I think at least for me, what helped is that I think a lot of the sets are a lot smaller in real life than they look on camera. Like that one set with the bathroom, it's like um, you got forced perspective on the toilet and then you've got the sink in the background and then the trash, like the trash can or then a door and stuff like that and then three walls. So it's not that complicated. Although I'd say definitely some of the more complicated sets, it probably took me like an hour and a half, two hours to build or something, something of that variety. And that first set, oh my god, that first set, I think I, I spent like three or four hours like t- Tuesday night of that week just building that up because it was like trying to get the little hanging platform all right and I wasn't sure how I wanted to do the rope and stuff and you got the street and then the construction thing and stuff like that. So some of them definitely did take a while, but you end up just sort of kind of negotiating where you wanted to cut corners and stuff. Oh, yeah, and then you have that shot reverse shot where he's watching the TV and stuff like that. And of course, like each shot are built like independently of each other where you see the TV versus where you see the couch and stuff like that. So, yeah, the shots in his house look really good. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, I I uh, I discovered the, the sort of idea where you literally just sort of wedge a lamp right up against the window and it just sort of looks like kind of the outside with the bright sun. I, 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 I enjoy how that looked. I like it. You know. It's hard to kind of say what my favorite parts are because mm. it's one of those kind of films where it's just like every single thing, every single scene has oh. something in it that I just, I just love so much. Like it's really well animated throughout. Like yeah, oh, thank you. You know, it's all it's so much standout animation, especially because you know you're using things that aren't articulated for most huh. of it. Yeah, like I. Yeah, I love that interview segment where you know people are just talking about how fun it is to, you know, how great it is to not have a a, a body, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then that that last guy just just baths. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like, I think that resulted where I was just trying to find like you get the rule of threes, and I was trying to find a funny like last thing for the last guy to do and i think i was just really tired on sunday night and i was like what if we just barfed and, and then i just wrote it and then i did it <laughs> not much farther than that but you must have been working flat out on this all week it was a combination of that because i it was from monday to wednesday i was pulling shifts at the the uh, waiting tables at the brewery restaurant where i worked at so it was like um thankfully i managed to not 
have to work the entire day on Wednesday as I was scheduled because I got someone to cover my shift that day, but it was like, um, yeah, like it was, it was pretty freaking like intense. And again, like I, I, I think I like, I worked pretty much as much as I could all the way around that, like just really going ham on it. And then again, once I finished off, I was like, I literally needed like almost every freaking hour that I worked that I ended up doing. Like I, 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 um, I think most of the week I was only sleeping what like maybe four or five hours a night or something like that especially once I didn't have mm. to work I was like okay I'm gonna just go ham all day for all these days so like yeah it was it, yeah. Was, it, was, it was intense but like I, I really I thoroughly enjoyed it all the way through like uh, it's I don't know I just I mean like a lot of people I just, I just really like love animating it's one of the things that gets to my primal core of being and really like satisfies me on a level that's like different so I don't, I don't mind going for like 12 or 14 hours straight just ham on this so it's, it's one of, very yeah. fun is definitely probably the most fun I've had making a film I'd say I predict I predict that the uh, brisket thing is going to become a big meme I would, in the I would, community I would like that and I think if I can just go on a tangent with this I freaking like I, I'm going to post more about it later because I definitely just want to thank freaking every single voice actor, including you, Mr. Sean oh, yeah. Penta. Like, cause I, every single freaking person, I think, just slammed their A-game on it. Like, freaking, like, with Lucas recording his line under a bedsheet in a garage and screaming, like, this is the greatest done! And then, like, a, a person walking by while he was screaming that in, like, in his freaking whatever like man like i don't know i i just i appreciated that and then i got great great stuff for mind game like you said earlier like he um he knocks whatever he's doing like out of the park both voice and then just all of his like his own work wise feinstein good stuff on that jargon uh I guess I'm just. I'd get, yep, yeah, like that one was insane because I've I've looked up to him for I'd say probably, probably not a decade, but it lived very coming close to that, coming close to a decade, and so then like he he he'd said that he'd liked my last couple of films that I made, so I was like, wow, like that that really like that really touched me and it really meant a lot to me when he said that, and so then I just decided to just DM <laughs> on Twitter like, hey, do you yeah. want to do one quick line from my movie? And he's like, mm-hmm. sure. And then he sent it to me. And there's all these different takes of it with like different as- accents and stuff. I envisioned it using like an Italian accent for the the chef sort of character. But he ended up doing another one that's kind of like a trucker, gaffieri sort of style. And I loved that so much. That little stinger at the end is sort of a remnant of the more Italian aspect. But like, holy crap. Like, I, I that was such like an amazing like. Uh, job that he did like I, I i feel like i did the worst job voice acting in the entire film just because everybody else just did such an amazing job like honestly I, I i'm so thankful yeah i knew that uh by how you described the line that i did i, I had to go for it so i was basically just in, in a room dude yeah i love two words that. over and over again just, like the, the the little like the sort of screech that comes at the end of like he's right like he's right like that's exactly what i had in my head and you killed it dog you killed it killed it and obviously it's, it's always nice to be involved in the the winner yes yeah i think film. i i did it once a, a while ago uh, i think it might have been for squid and then another one for uh oh god uh, 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 vertigo vertigo mr vertigo yeah and like that's that's very gratifying when that happens so 
and you're all part of it. If I feel like a lot of a lot of pieces came together, and there's definitely definitely areas that I want to improve on in the future. But like, I'm 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 happy with it thus far. I, I really it was very. One thing I do have to say though mm-hmm. is I'm kind of unsure about the ending of the film. Yeah, how so? Um, well. I guess I'm not exactly sure what they're hoping to achieve and also why the guy dies. Essentially, um, at least the way that I intended to write it was it like basically like um, they're just doing this sort of thing. It's it's weird to freaking explain your own metaphor or your own story or whatever, but I'll, I'll just, I guess I'll go ahead. Um, it's like they've, they've, they've thrown themselves into this idea and they've thrown themselves into like i guess uh, yeah this cult and stuff like that and this idea of you know throwing off your heads and you'll be better or whatever and then once that yeah, finally like they want everyone to yeah, do it. and then when that finally just sort of for some reason sort of goes awry they're just so quick to sort of like brush that off and then just zoom on the out just zoom away to the brisket barbecue like and then once the main character themselves just sort of ends up deciding to just brush that off as well and just sort of go along with whatever this is that's happening, that's sort of like their, I guess, yeah, their, their turning point. But I was also kind of wondering, is it related to the earlier line in the film when he says that he's alive because he just, like, didn't want to, or he just felt like he wasn't going to die? So is it like the guy dies because he doesn't want to be uh, bodiless? Yeah, I I would say that is uh pretty much how that sort of that works basically. Like it's sort of a weird kind of um a weird sort of willpower thing that only I guess it's it's only going to work uh if you like truly want it to and like when you end up forcing the sort of will on someone else who doesn't really like again want this, that's not going to work out and that's only just going to that's only just going to mess with that other person you know yeah yeah it felt like that's that's how i interpreted it but i wasn't sure if that was actually correct however you feel my dog however you feel it's probably your your best film you've you've made i think it's yeah it's uh i think it's gonna thank you i think it easily uh, is a classic no people gonna look up this film as you know a 2018 classic yeah jesus (laughs) christ dude man (laughs) that's a lot dude wow yeah man it's it's it, it felt like a weird sort of tornado world when making that where like i went to sleep for like two hours after i finally uploaded it and submitted it to to chris for the contest and then i woke up to like take a shower and i just had to watch it again because i was like did i actually make that like i'm almost positive <laughs> that i just like I had I freaking collapsed into a coma and then just dreamed that I did it because it didn't really. That's totally how it yeah, feels. It, it didn't really feel like an actual thing that I made. It's such a bizarre experience when you have no idea if it's going to be good at the end. Like yeah, I I I yeah exactly. Like that's it, it felt more so with this one than any other film just because again I felt like I just really went into it and just like gave myself to the to the to the head loose head looseiness. And then once you come out, you're just like, what? I don't really know how to function in society anymore. It's my, my brain has sort of moved over to a different planar existence. And it's not prepared to whiplash right back. Mm. And it feels like no time has passed and also an yes. eternity has passed. Yes, 
yes, no time, and then I feel like I've been doing this for a half a year. Like, yeah. Good lord. But yeah, I'm I'm I've been very like I've been really touched by a lot of the response so far. It makes me wanna really go out. Like that's like I think making films what makes you want to make films when you're you end up with like a, a break where you don't end up bleh, you don't finish and get anything out i think that's the worst thing for your creativity i feel like i've learned a lot of times you just gotta go for it you just gotta do it because i spend a lot of time just mulling over what i should make and i think i'm i'm i think this makes me want to hop right back in and make something else that's great oh. i hope you do Please. yeah well like you know, with, when I when I enter contests like now, it's like, you know, I go through this the motions of do I, am I gonna mm-hmm. do this? Do I do I, wanna, do I want to yeah. distract from mm-hmm. yeah? Do I want to distract from what I'm doing? And then I make it, and I think, wow, I'm mm-hmm. glad I did that. Because mm-hmm. I've had that at least with one contest where it's like I ended up I finished my entry and I was like I'm not happy with this now. This is on my channel. Now this is with me. Like I you know this that my my serious film from probably a few years ago. Like that's so that sometimes does give me that give me pause when i'm starting to make a film it's like do i want to finish this and then pull this up and then like yep this is a movie you made because especially for people who don't know about brawl and they're just watching it as a film film they're not gonna be like oh this was made in a week so i understand why this 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 doesn't work or whatever like to me i feel like when i'm making a film for brawl or for thack i want it to just be a film that works as something beyond like the concession of the uh the circumstances of its creation so that's always a hard thing for me when i'm trying to figure out what i want to do yeah it is hard because you do you do know that somebody's going to stumble across it with no idea idea what's going on yeah so i want it to work so you wanted to stand up just as a film exactly right guys i think we've actually this is unprecedented i think we've managed to get to like two hours (laughs) almost well almost yeah uh, well let's call it a special the brawl special. special. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, before <laughs> we before yeah. we wrap this up, I suppose I might just just say, yeah, it's been a fantastic experience. I think for for all of us, um, you know, in with brawl, and I think, yeah, I mm-hmm. think it's probably, um, I don't know. I feel like it's one of my best experiences in in making to take part in a contest. I'm so glad that I managed to to do it, and yeah. Yeah, I feel like this was a super special special. Yeah, this was definitely a special one for me. Like, I think um, it was the culmination of a lot of, like, the filmmaking-related stuff I've been doing both in and out of brick filming and stuff like that. And I feel like a lot of stuff that I've learned over the past two years, which, you know, I haven't made as many films, I feel like have been the most transformative easily with the stuff that I've made. And so it feels like a... Uh, uh, not not necessarily a culmination, but like a, I guess a a Kairos moment wherein I <laughs> <laughs> when I just felt very very special. I feel like this is gonna I I want to keep on rolling, keep on rolling. Yeah. So thank you so much for for joining us on the. Uh, you know, it's been fantastic talking to you, and you know yeah. I've, I've said it you know a thousand times already, but you know you made a fantastic entry. <laughs> uh, Thank you, like you as well, and then yeah. you as well, the penna. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well deserved win. Dog. I, oh man, I, I, oh, man, I, I, 
I definitely wouldn't want to go back in time and tell old me that I'd, I'd, I'd win one of these goofers one day because I definitely wouldn't have worked as hard, but still, still crazy, hmm. still crazy. I think it's great that you finally come first in a brawl because, you know, you've been entering them since 2012 consistently. I think, yeah, I think, I think, cause tw- I think 2012, I think it's 2013, and I think there, I want to say there was one year where I didn't, I forget, but like, um... Yeah, I think I, I think I may have just missed like one year or something like that. So it's yeah, I was I was really happy when that happened. Like, I mean, obviously because you win or whatever, but like, mm-hmm. still, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, where can they find you? Oh yeah, for me, uh, you can find me on YouTube.com/slash Sanjira. Uh, yeah, just just Sanjira. You just type that in, you'll find it. First, you type me into YouTube, you'll find that Sanjira. Watch head loose. Watch watch how to shower. Watch watch my non Lego stop motion dance. I I really enjoy that one. It's a little one, although I I mean I was gonna self criticize after that, but you know what? Just just go watch it. Decide for yourself. Yeah, watch my stuff. Um, I'm. I'd watch bird face. Don't forget. Oh God, yeah. I guess it's that's sort of a requirement at this point that you must I guess watch bird face, even though I made it in literally six hours. <laughs> oh man that was a crazy when that when that blew up i i did not have know how to handle that <laughs> but um that's one of those films where it's it's like it's so much better because like the masking you know the background so lines are different terrible. white balance yeah the, i did not know what frames. i was doing i was using stop motion pro and it had an in software built masking thing and it just came out so janky but i was like it looks it's, good. it's so funny good lord no, I love all that stuff. Good lord yeah yeah go watch that um i'm on twitter at the real Sanjira, find me on Twitch at Sanjira again. I think it's linked on my channel. You should be able to find that too. Um, I, I forget what else to, I have to plug. Um, I'm gonna have a website in a little bit, make a little portfolio thing. Oh yeah, I'm on Instagram at Sanjira as well. Yeah, dog. Instagram. Yeah, dog. Um, yeah. Follow me on the socials. Wow. It's a lot of advertising. Hey, I, I, hey, dude, I, I, I know how it is. The payment for I know that. how it is, dude. I, I'm a po- I'm a regular podcast listener, boy. I, I know how to plug. Meundies.com. Me, uh, yeah, yo, yo. This episode is sponsored by Meundies.com. It makes my butt feel smooth. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Get your Squarespace website. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Get your... <laughs> yeah, put... Uh, yeah, get your seven minutes uh, free trial. Mm-hmm. Get your seven minutes free trial. Oh no, not that! Oh. <laughs> but yeah, oh, uh, hashtag yeah. sub to Sanjira. Yeah, please give me subscribers so my 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 good good little ego can get just a little bit bigger, please. <laughs> yeah, and so he can afford more me undies. I gotta get those me undies, boy. Gotta get Lego. Gotta get lenses. Gotta get me undies. And also make your website. Oh. Yes, please. With Squarespace. Yeah, make make your website. Make it build build it build it build it. I also I like Coca Cola. I don't drink water. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. Meal prep water. That's all I need, baby. Yeah. I'm trying to be the buffest Lego brick film we ever dang seen, boy. Get out of my way. Right. Goodbye, guys. Bye, yeah, y'all. Bye. Yes, I'm glad that that was what we ended it on. <laughs> Great. Au revoir. <laughs> Goodbye. Sub for sub.